From Westside Church in Bend, Oregon, you're listening to Behind the Message. Each week we take you behind what we teach here at Westside. I'm Ben Fleming. And I'm Evan Earwicker. And today we have with us Pastor Corey Parnell. Hey. Who up until this past week had the most popular episode on Behind the Message. And it wasn't (laughs) even about a message. I was dethroned by Bo Stern. Yeah, how does it feel to get smoked by your mother-in-law? Well, you know, I guess I could give her one, you know. (laughs) Just one. Of all the times that I have been victorious over her in verbal competition <laughs> I, will let, so many times. I will let her well <clears throat> but the truth is and many people don't know this Bo Stern is outrageously good at ping pong and really she, yes and she has shamed me on multiple occasions um with her skill at ping pong and um so anyway yeah I mean I'm now I have some work to do. I'm going to say some really good that. stuff. I'm just wondering where, when in Bo Stern's life she has a lot of time to like brush up on her ping pong skills. <laughs> Is that from the years of youth ministry? Or? I think so. And and her dad just you know instilling in her the ways of the master. Yeah. Um. But but anyway, I'm I'm pretty bummed to be beat again. But I'm I'm hoping that I'll say some really controversial things in this podcast and so that my ratings go back up. <laughs> <laughs> hope we can only hope we can only hope. So Corey, uh, many people know you as a worship leader, as a musician, but you also are a preacher. How do you feel about that? <laughs> we were just talking about this. That's why I asked. <laughs> I just said, I just said that, um, no amount of like a feeling of accomplishment or a feeling of success when you're done, um, preaching, could make up for the amount of self-loathing and fear and questioning everything you say and believe in that leads up to preaching a sermon at Westside Church. I I, I hate that feeling, and, <laughs> and I, it makes me want to quit. But I listened to this song, you know, you guys know that song, You Make Me Brave. Yeah. You yeah. Make, I was listening to it on the way over on Sunday morning, and I was like, this is what, you know, this is what God does. Sometimes, you know, He calls us out. We're into places where his grace is required and where we feel out, you know, outnumbered and we sort of feel, you know, ill-equipped and whatever. And then his grace makes right. it come alive. And that's, I guess, what being a Christian is all about. So I'm going to keep preaching. What's the biggest difference between leading worship and preaching? I'm, g- I'm good at leading worship. <laughs> 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 all right. That was easy. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, truth, the, the truth is it, it's that I, I've, I've been leading worship for so long and I just feel it's just my zone and I don't ever think about it. I mean, and it's, this is a big church and I've led worship for, for even bigger events than our gatherings here. Um, you know, 10,000, 8,000 people and I haven't gotten nervous, but if I had to preach, even preaching in front of 12 people is like frightening, right. you know? And it's interesting because for most people, you would sit like this weekend and hear you preach and no one's thinking, he seems so nervous. <laughs> right. And they would also think that it's the same experience leading worship for you as it would be for preaching. It's the same crowd. It's the same stage. Right. Uh, but interesting, it's a different thing based on what the task is. You know? Yeah. And it's not, I mean, it's the same. The, the, the theology pressure mm-hmm. is still the same. I mean, because I don't want to just get up there and sing and lead so- songs that are just a wash and don't make any sense to anybody. So that pressure is there just as it is with preaching. But I mean, yeah, you're just, there's no guitar. There's no music to like sort of lean on emotional, the emotional music thing. Yeah. 
uh, you just, you're, you're, you're naked. Yeah. There's my, hey, that's going to get my ratings because I said naked. <laughs> it, it is funny hearing you talk because I think for Ben and I, um, at least for, I can only speak for myself, I yeah. guess, but uh, we all three lead worship and speak right. from time to time. Um, but I feel, I feel not less nervous, but much more at home speaking as opposed to leading oh, yeah. worship. I'm I don't totally know about with you, you. <laughs> Leading yeah. worship, man, oh, man. is like, well, I feel like I have to grab everybody out there and, you know, have a big hug around them and take them with me everywhere. Uh-huh. When you're speaking, it's kind of like, all right, here, here it goes. You yeah. know, it's this monologue and my brain can't go as many places I feel like it needs to go when I'm leading worship. But for some reason, teaching, but I love the phrase that you put on it. Um, and this really, I believe, takes people behind the message. It's theological mm. pressure sometimes, yeah. especially if you're going to go preach and you're kind of a smart person and you understand the idea of argument and debate. You're gonna, you're about to say something and sometimes you go, oh, but I see the argument for the other side of totally. that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> doubt can creep in. The weirdest thing is when you have that conversation in your brain while you're still speaking yeah. the words that from your notes. Like the the fact that that's possible is like a testament to God's creative glory. Like, how can I multitask in that way? It's true. That's it's incredible. You know. Um, so this weekend, Corey, you spoke on a topic that um, in Jesus' day was like the hot topic. Yeah. I don't know what you'd compare it to nowadays um, because it was so controversial and such a big issue. The issue yeah. of Sabbath. Uh, fast forward a couple thousand years, and we rarely talk about it. Think about it make mention of it. Uh, but you go back to Jesus day. And I mean, this was one of the primary reasons the religious leaders wanted to kill Jesus Yeah, because of how he treated the Sabbath. Yeah. Cause he was so, he was so uh, not legalistic yeah. about it in a society that very much was. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's not controversial so much anymore as much as it is ignored. Mm. Um, in the in the Christian tradition, of course, and um, and the reason it's ignored is because um, because our theology sort of allows us to ignore it, um, and and that that is both good and bad because um, we, like I said this weekend, I think it's Galatians chapter four, uh, it lays this out. But but we we know as Christians we're not under the Old Testament law anymore. We're under um, the moral code, the moral law that was set out. Don't murder people. Don't steal. Those things haven't been <laughs> abolished because of Jesus <laughs> and his work, but there's ceremonial law, which Sabbath falls under, um, that we, um, that we don't have to abide by anymore. And we're still, you know, we're good with the big guy. It's all good. Um, cause we're under the law of Christ, which again, I said it this weekend, but it's, it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. It's super simple, but it requires heart change, not rule keeping. And that's why it's ignored. And that's why it's tricky. Um, and the easiest way for us to make sure that our heart was changed and to, to actually to implement Sabbath into our lives was, was to implement Sabbath into our lives. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? To actually say, okay, we're going to let the old Testament inform us, not lead us, not rule us, but we're going to let it inform us. And my family and I started taking an, an actual Sabbath day. I think one of the biggest things is my wife and I, as we've been going through this emotionally healthy series, my wife and I, a handful of weeks ago, it's probably a couple months ago now, we started doing kind of informally having a Sabbath day every single yeah. week and trying to figure out what that looks like for us. It ended up being a lot of what you had talked about this last weekend. And the craziest thing for me, and really the thing that I've learned the most from trying to have a Sabbath over the last couple months, is that I didn't know how much I was addicted to the work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it really is. It's it's one of those. It's totally one of those cases where you don't know what you don't know. And so all of a sudden, I put myself in a position where I was actively trying to rest, and I would unconsciously be playing, not playing on my phone, answering emails. Totally. And my wife would be getting up, and she'd be doing the laundry, and we'd be doing this, and then we'd start talking in anxious tones, like, "Oh my god, hey, we got to get that done. We've been talking about that for a long time. We got to yeah. get that done." And then you stop, and you go, "We have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we stop?" It yeah. was just like any other kind of addiction, all of a sudden, where you stopped and you went, "Oh my gosh." This yeah. is way bigger than I ever thought that it was. Yeah, it's it's the pressure to produce. It's not mm-hmm. just the pressure to work and to make money. It's it's the pressure to to be to create. And again, it's like one of those things. It's the it's that God's heart is in our heart. Like we were created in His image, and He is creative. Um, and so we want to do that, even when we're not laboring per se. And the Sabbath is about rejecting that with passion. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve. Mickle was talking about this probably at the beginning of this uh, discussion on this series, because this is a big piece of it. But he was sharing how uh, Friday, which is his Sabbath, um, he won't do any work around the house even. Um, and he said that in a meeting. And I thought, oh, that's that's memorable. And so mm-hmm. a couple of weeks later, uh, it was a Friday morning, and my wife, Alyssa, had several things she wanted me to do. And I pulled that card on her. I said, well, you know. <laughs> no, I, you didn't. I, I, I said, Pastor Steve said he, won't, he, he won't even do things around the house uh, for Suzanne because it's his Sabbath. <laughs> and, and she, you know, she didn't really buy it, but she kind of went along with it. And then, no joke, within the hour, uh, I started getting texts from Steve and this is his Sabbath, Friday. No and he's like, um, hey, c- can we set up a meeting for... And he started uh, working on his schedule with me oh. for the following week. And uh, it totally undercut his whole argument. And then I ended up having to like wash the windows and, and stuff. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> one, one of the nuanced things about Sabbath that I, I didn't get to mention this weekend is that if you want to do it, like if you're, you're going to int- do this intentionally with your family or if you're single by yourself... Um, you are going to have to get some of your menial tasks done on weeknights. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like such a little thing, but it just piles up. It piles up because there's, an, if you take a true Sabbath, that gives you basically then if you have a traditional weekend, one day to get your stuff done. And that's typically not enough. Groceries, you know, you're, you're standing your deck, you're, you know, pulling your weeds, you're doing all that stuff. You have to start doing that stuff on the weeknights. And that's like, it sounds funny, but that's a huge thing for me. And I'm like sure? motivating myself to just like do pull a couple of weeds when I get home on right. a Tuesday night so that I can honor my Sabbath on Thursday. It's big. Well, it's a tough thing because at least if you're anything like me, once I, when I when the work, you know, my job is done, my job is done. Right. You know, and then already you tack on coming home and for a lot of people it's going to be dealing with kids or it's going to mm-hmm. be maybe for you it's a, for other people it's a second job or you have a lot going on. It's hanging out with friends and to be able to go out and to accomplish those things just to make sure that you can have that restful and kind of Sabbath day, which totally. leads me to the question, what do we say to people, my fellow pastors, <laughs> you know, because that was one of the things we even talked about in teaching team. We talked about, yeah, well, the Sabbath is important and you got to have this flow and it's not just about having the one day, but it's about working in a rhythm of Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And then what do we say to the businessman who sat in your teaching this last Sunday and was like, yeah, right. Those are the kind of people that make me not preach anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's the guy I'm thinking about. Yeah. What do we say to them? What do we say to them? Well, for me... I come up against that argument a lot. And and this is not just talking about the Sabbath. I think as pastors, I feel super sensitive to the fact of like, 
do I sound like, oh, this works for me because of what I do for my life, but out in the real world, it doesn't apply. And I, I feel sensitive to that. However, uh, if we believe that this is true, that Sabbath is important, that this is actually the way to live, that it has to work for everybody. Like it can't just work because we're pastors. And so we, you know, part of our job is to take a day off. I think that if this is really the healthy way to live, it has to become a priority. And maybe that's a priority over that nicer house that costs more money. So you have mm, to work more hours right. or, you know, uh, we're going to have to get rid of our grass and turn it into a zero scape because I don't have time <laughs> to mow my lawn. But, and I say that joking, but I think there has to be uh, trade-offs. And if yeah. you're not willing to make that, maybe you're not willing to walk in this way that, that for centuries God has asked us to walk in. That's right. Yeah, I, it's, it, it's countercultural. It's odd, you know? Um, I, I, in my research, I came across the story of the owners of B&H Photo Video. You know that website? Mm-hmm. Huge, massive, you know, electronic supply website. And they are Orthodox Jews. And they will not, their website does not permit you to make an order on it on the Sabbath. Oh, you can make an order on it. They wow. can't even make an order. Because if one person works, then everybody has to work. And so, and, and they shut all their storefronts down and that's how they roll. And they are one of the biggest dogs in the game. And, um, you know, say what you want about it being an old Testament ceremonial law that we don't have to keep anymore because of Jesus and et cetera, et cetera. But it's still the way of blessing. It's still the way that you rest a field, a crop, you know, it's still how you do that. And so any businessman that says, um, or businesswoman or whoever, whoever says I'm too busy for this. Well, then you're, you know, you're too busy to, to reap the, the bountiful crop that yeah, you could. That's good. So again, like Evan said, it just means you have to make other adjustments and, and it might look weird to people and you might have yeah. a different house or a different car. And be willing to take a look at the fruit too. Cause that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. Cause we can even talk about this outside of just a religious standpoint. And I would imagine, well, you even brought up an, an article that was just, it wasn't, I don't think it was religious based, but oh, yeah. you just talked about Scientific people that American. rest. Yeah. yeah. People that rest are by and large more successful. And we yeah. even talked about that a little bit with Bo this last week when we were talking about relationships and sexuality. And it was like, hey, you can take the whole Jesus thing out of it. And the statistics will tell you if you move in with your girlfriend and live together before you get married, you are 75% chance more likely um, to break up right. than other couples. So you can even just take it out of that and just say, totally. look at the fruit of this. That rest is good for your soul, uh, no matter what. So, which brings me always to a huge question. And I love asking something like this behind the message. There's a lot of things in scripture that can kind of feel this way. I even think about the Psalms, which we're going to be talking about a lot right. here in the near future, mm-hmm. talks about ways of worshiping and falling on our knees and crying out to the Lord with a voice of triumph. And these are a lot of things, and I think the Sabbath can fit in there, that we kind of cherry pick because, well, you know, resting like that is my personality. I'm a very busy person. And shouting out to the Lord in a voice of triumph is really not up my alley. (laughs) Uh, So I choose not to. So how do we deal with all that? Because I believe that there's probably some things in each of our lives as well that we look at the scripture and we go, oh yeah, I totally believe that. I don't do that. I don't practice that. What What do we do with that, with things like Sabbath? If if what we say uh, in the church doesn't challenge anybody, if if everyone says, "Oh, that's that confirms what I'm already doing," then what is the point, right? I think I think most of our messages at some point, if you're listening, should challenge how you are, and I should come up against it and say, "I don't know that I can do that," but I was just challenged by what was just spoken, what the Word of God says, 
And so I have to wrestle with that now. That's and good. I can disagree with it, or I can let it change me, or I can be disobedient to it. Uh, but a place that just confirms what you're already doing, like what's what's the point? That's good. And I think it was Henry Cloud that talked about, um, and I, I mean, this may have already come up on this podcast before, but people that, that um, when the light shines on them, um, you know, the light of truth, it's a little bit uncomfortable. It, people that adjust the light, like they move the light onto something else, some other problem. It's not my fault. It's this. Here's where you need to look. Those are the, those are, and I think it's his, his definition of a fool, but a person that allows the light to shine on their face and say, yes, expose me. You know, as David said, search me and know me, God, see if there be any wicked way in me and then lead me in the path of everlasting life. I mean, that's what being a Christian is, is like, I am facing this thing. And again, um, it was uncomfortable for me to study this, even though I'm already (laughs) practicing it. It was like, I mean, I didn't tell anybody this on the weekend, but Whitney and I have missed three Sabbath Thursdays in a row, Hmm. um, because of the stuff that's happened in our life. And, um, just being crazy. And, and, um, I've, you know, just to be transparent that that's how it goes. Sometimes this message challenged me, like challenged Whitney. We got to get back on track. We've got to, this was life to us. It is life to us. And we need to make sure it's always a priority. Um, so where do we go from here, uh, in kind of closing the gap from knowing that this is important, knowing that rest and kind of crossing over that line? Like what do you say to the average person who's like, you know, I've got three kids. Uh, my wife's schedule is different than mine. Like, what are those like first steps just to kind of put your toe in the water, if you will, of resetting your life to make this doable for people? Yeah, it took us a long time. It took us months and months to get to, uh, and we had to switch days, um, but to get to uh, Thursdays and that working for us and and still finagling both of our work schedules, you know, to make it work. I think for people, um, and I said this on the weekend, I'll say it again. If you can get 12 hours, if all you can do is 12 hours, man, if there are people out there that only see their spouse and their kids, like all together at the same time for 12 hours at a time, like during the week, like that's, I feel terrible that you might want to move to Texas where it's cheaper, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, or something, but, but, if, you know, if that's what it is, that's what it is. So do 12 hours, do eight hours, start with five hours, you know, especially if you're single and I have a heart for this and I'm, I'm concerned with those people because it's a little bit different when you're single, but you know, just take five hours where you just go and you practice solitude and you just rest and you just commit to that every week. Yeah. What do you say to a, a single person? Obviously none of us are single. Uh, I think this came up a little bit with Bo who is single last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the nature of, rest as we would see it, which is like stopping doing things, getting off social media. And that's not appealing if um, you're single and you're, the way that you recharge or rest or recreate isn't in solitude, isn't away from social media. Um, how, do you, how do you find out what's okay, you know, yeah. as an individual for what a Sabbath looks like? I think everybody, and Ben, maybe you have something to say about this, but I think every every single person ought to work on the discipline of solitude still, um, even if it's not their kind of bread and butter. I know some single people that it is, and they enjoy it. But um, So work on that. But outside of that, I mean, Sabbath is a day for the things that delight you. So if you love your friends and you have these incredible relationships with people, other single people, other married people, whatever, make it make it a part of your Sabbath day to get with those people, to have a meal with them and, and to go to a movie with them to, you know, I mean, make it a a social day 
that's great. It shouldn't be all that the Sabbath is, but um, shoot, hang out with your buddies. I think the biggest part of it for me, and you reference it in the message version of, you know, come to me, all you who are weary and are heavy laden. Yeah. It yeah. talks about the, the unforced rhythms of grace. So good. And I think, uh, and I really hadn't thought about this until you you talked about this last Sunday. I think that is the key to unlocking what you're talking about, Evan, with what is okay. Is it is it an unforced rhythm of grace where you're not just trying to, you know, I was thinking about hanging out with friends and I know there's some people in my life. I'm like, if I hang out with you, I feel like I'm working. Totally. Um, and so there's going to be some people that you hang out with where you feel that unforced rhythm of relationship and grace in that there's going to be environments where you feel that unforced rhythm of grace. And so I would say whatever you can find that allows you to feel unforced mm-hmm. is, is a good form of Sabbath for you. That's yeah. true. That's a good guide. And with um, technology, I've, I feel like I think most of us do that we have to be available a hundred percent of the time. You know, what if an emergency happens, you know, so I'm going to keep right. my phone on. And so not just my wife can reach me, but anybody else can also reach me right. every day, all day. And somehow breaking that for me has been a huge thing, um, whether it's figuring out how to turn, you know, do not disturb on or something. So important calls from my wife can get through, but nobody else can. But finding that unforced rhythm sometimes is making sure that you're not on somebody else's rhythm during mm-hmm. that time. I'm not answerable, totally. you know, uh, to my boss here at the church if I'm on Sabbath. I'm going to find the rhythm that Jesus is walking with me in and not be on someone else's beck and call. Um, and not just, you know, bosses or people that are important in your life, but think about it. I mean, people could text you out of the blue that you've never heard from. And all of a sudden, man, you're in their moment. You're, yeah. you're answering yep. to their concern. Yep. Um, and so figuring out a way to cut that off. That's good. Yeah. Huge. Well, now, I, I'm, I mean, the iPhone has made that pretty easy with things like do not disturb. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, I think people that leave their stuff on when they know they shouldn't, you know, leave the email open, leave the phone on, don't make those, those people are sort of asking for, right. yeah, being pulled out of uh, their rhythm and into somebody else's. So my biggest question for you, Corey, is you talk about solitude, um, which mm-hmm. is a huge deal for me. And one of the di- most difficult things that I've found is trying to find rest and kind of that loving union delight with my mm. family and find solitude at the same time. Because I know some people are like, and my wife is this way. She says, oh my gosh, when I'm with my family, I am just recharged and refueled. And I love hanging out with my family, but I am exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and sometimes, you know, and I have to figure out a rhythm in my life. I'm constantly trying to get better at this, of finding solitude and at the same time, creating space just with me and my family where I'm not looking or busy or or whatever. Have you found a rhythm like that with solitude and Sabbath with your family? You just need to spend more time in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) You've been there for like an hour and a half. I got that one. Yeah. That's the only one. (laughs) You're just sitting cross-legged on the floor in silence. (laughs) You got got your CrossFit magazines. That's right. (laughs) Or sunset magazine. Um, yeah, I have, um, but that is, um, that's come through lots of intentional conversations with Whitney. Um, and she's probably, um, yeah, she airs more on the side of, um, that, you know, her love language, one of her love, love languages is quality time. And, yeah. Same with Rebecca. Yeah. So they're probably pretty similar and we've just had to talk about it and I have had to give in that, like I could take, 
I could take an entire day and not see another human being, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> this is great. I, mean, I just love, we have three of us who all prefer that. <laughs> We're like, go down a really is, dark road. <laughs> this is how to find solitude, because we all love it, you yeah. know? Some people are like, these guys are crazy. But I can't, I can't like, um, indulge that. There's no way that would be right. super bad for my marriage. It'd be super bad for my, you know, my kids and everything. So Whitney and I have just talked it through and talked it through. And so she knows that I need time. And then I know I need to not take too much time. And it's for me, you know, it's just simple stuff. I go to the gym and it's 45 minutes, but it's mine, you know, and it's great. And because I didn't surprise my wife with it or my kids, it's good. You know? And sometimes I think it's easy to feel guilty if you go and do something that your family would also enjoy doing right if it's not the gym if it's i don't know you know <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be going to movies by ourselves but things that i like, love going to are, the movies by myself <laughs> things that the family would enjoy and you just feel racked with guilt and i think you hit on something with communication if you know like okay i got some me time this you know these two hours yeah. are mine i'm not going to feel bad because i went and uh you know uh, went to Disneyland by myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, you're working out with Alyssa. You've got, she lets you have two hours. So you go to a movie and to Red Robin and for a nice walk, stroll by the river. Uh, <laughs> like, hit the playground for a while. Just go on the swings. Bouncing yeah. off the walls. It's like my daughter's favorite. And then you come day. back and report everything that you did. <laughs> What'd you do, dad? Well, here we go. Oh, I thought of you the whole time, Clara, yeah. but you know. So to play the other side of this, not to, again, indulge too much in us loving solitude so much why should somebody um who doesn't naturally gravitate towards solitude why should they start to take a little bit of time in solitude well um because it was the way of jesus is the is the sunday school answer but it's a good one so if and that's how i you know that's how i do everything in life i i say is this how jesus lived then i should probably try to do that as well so introvert or extrovert doesn't matter um just try to live like jesus but also as we've talked about the science is there it doesn't matter what your personality type the science supports it um that mental health comes from some time to reflect some time to be mindful and you can't do that if you have a bunch of other people around uh jibber jabbering so it's good yeah yeah. Well, a lot to think about on the Sabbath. Um, one of those things that maybe should be brought up more, because I think um, as you shared uh, this past weekend, and I know for me personally, the more we lean into this, I feel like the healthier everything else becomes. I think it's one yes. of those keys uh, to emotional health, not just a, a result of emotional health, but a key to having emotional health. You know? Yeah. By far the thing that people commented the most on, um, like on my Facebook and stuff after this message was the donut talk, <laughs> all the talk yeah. of donuts. Yeah. So Richard's, I have not heard of Richard's. Yeah. So I wanted to take this time before we close just cause I'm not going to put it on the blog. I said I was going to put it on the blog, yeah, but I'm don't. not because Use this, well, and I'm worried that maybe somebody will, will sue us or something like that. Um, for advertising their donut shop over another person's <laughs> donut shop. Has that, but first I, of all, has that ever been a discussion at Westside? Yeah, like, oh my gosh, the preacher yeah. is talking about, you know, one yeah. restaurant Evan, the Evan was sponsored by Reebok at one point, and we had to ask him to stop <laughs> wearing was, all the Reebok gear. It was gear. pretty embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. But, uh, no, we've talked about that. Like, um, you got to be careful, especially if there's, like, two, you know, let's say insurance agents in the church. Right. And you're like, oh, so-and-so so sit in the front row. They're awesome. And it's like, well, what about me? I also go to the 
totally going to blow so, yeah. that someday. Yeah, and it, a <laughs> and big church, have. the concern is real. Yeah. 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 So anyway, but uh, but forget about that for now. Um, my favorite donut shop in this town is Richard's Donuts. Yeah. Where's Richard's? <clears throat> Richard's is down south, and they, it's cash only. Um, and uh, not in South Bend, but on the south side of Bend, Oregon. Oh and um, they are mean. And they they are I, almost all of them are mean, but they have the best donuts um, in this town. I think that I've ever had. Second to that, I yeah. think is Sweetheart Donuts, which is also um, kind of southern. Okay. And then thirdly, um, everything else. <laughs> everything else in a big fat time. Right. Third. Evan, just, do you dispute the list? No, I don't. Um, I agree with it wholeheartedly. The nice thing about Richards, they also sell them in Newport Market, which is closer to the church. So yeah, and Market oh, of nice. Choice actually, Market of Choice, which I also mentioned, they have a a plethora mm-hmm. of of. I think they have like six donut shops and bakeries represented there. You can go there and get an Ocean Roll and a Richards yeah, apple fritter. it's like tour of donut shops. Can you go anywhere where donut. Ocean Rolls aren't really? Yeah, that's true. Are there everywhere in over. this town? It's absolutely insane. But anyway, um, yeah, so go eat a donut if you're listening today. Um, Also, uh, we would love some phone calls. We'd love to hear uh, and start integrating those into the message. So uh, the phone number is posted at behindthemessage.org. Please check that out. And as always, you can listen to any of Westside's archive messages at westsidechurch.org. Let's continue this conversation and let you be a part of it for this coming week. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. 